because we now owe the customer. We owe the customer. So the customer has paid us in advance because probably the exchange rates and the Ghana City now are above $11 and all that. So the customer has made payment in advance. Okay, you receive the money, but you've not done anything. So that becomes a deferred income. And deferred income are liabilities. And so to be recognized on the face of the statement of financial position, it will be recognized on the face of the financial position. No PL. No PL situation. It's in the face of the statement of financial position. On the face of the statement of financial position. All right. So principle number one, under IFRS 15, revenue is recognized when performance obligation is satisfied. Principle number two. Any payments received in advance shall be recognized as deferred income. Now, number three takeaway I want you to have, the third takeaway I want you to have is that sometimes the revenue is due but had not been received yet from the customer because of the nature of the contract. So if it is due, we have satisfied the performance obligation but we have not received the money yet, then it will be recognized as contract receivable, and that is an asset on the face of the statement of financial position. So three, where a performance obligation. Now, from now on, I'm going to take PO to be performance obligation, okay? So when I write PO, I mean performance obligation. So where a performance obligation is satisfied, but the amount is yet to be received but the amount is yet to be received the entity shall recognize revenue with a contract receivable and this is an asset on the face of the statement of financial position. It depends on the contract. It could be recognized as a current asset or a current liability, depending on the uh, contract we have available or the nature of the contract. It can be an asset or, uh, sorry, a, a long-term asset that is non-current asset or current asset. That is the idea about that. And like I said, all of these things, you're going to see them play out in a moment as we jump into our discussion, as we jump into our discussion. So these are the key takeaways that I want you to have generally when it comes to IFRS 15. If you're going to forget anything, these three things should be with you. Okay? These three things should be with you. So if you look at it in general, it means that IFRS 15 has two categories. The default issue, I'm going to put my illustration a little bit down here. The default issue, which relates to uh, uh, the treatment of revenue. So default revenue recognition. And then Revenue recognition where performance obligation goes beyond one accounting year.
So these are the two things. Beyond one accounting year. So there is the default normal one selling of goods. Then there is another one, which is where performance obligation goes beyond one accounting year. We are going to be focusing in the next few minutes on the default revenue recognition, normal one. Then God willing, tomorrow in the part two, we're going to be focusing on where performance obligation goes beyond one accounting year. All right? So stay with me carefully. So if these are the various issues that we need to understand, the question is, how then do we recognize revenue? Now, remember, I've already stated that revenue is recognized when a performance obligation is satisfied. But that is the bare minimum. That is the final thing. The reason is that IFRS 15 describes a five-step framework for revenue recognition. So the five-step framework, and this can be asked by the examiner for theory purposes. The five-step framework. of revenue recognition. Five step. So this is a theory part that examiner could throw at you in the exam hall for maybe three marks, you know, three marks. And I always say, if you have seen 47 before, you know, you appreciate three. So there are five steps that we go through or five stages we go through when we talk about revenue recognition as per IFRS 15. So I'm going to be going into my slide here in that particular case and then share thoughts with you. I'm coming in from our book on financial reporting uh, or corporate reporting. So those of you with the book, you can go with me to page 22255 because I'm going to explain the five-step framework generally there in that case. Five step. Step number one, identify the contract with the customer. That is the first step. That is the first step. Before we can talk about revenue recognition generally, before we can talk about revenue recognition generally, the first thing we have to ask ourselves is, is there a contract with customer? Now, to be able to answer the question of whether there is a, con a, a, a contract with a customer, there are certain conditions that must be met. Number one is that the contract has been approved by both parties. So in other words, both parties have signed the contract and say, okay, uh, so let's give an example. So we can give an example that let's say that uh, we have uh, whoever, let's say we have someone, Tracy, uh, contacts Inshira to provide tuition services. And so the first thing we need to ask ourselves is, is there a contract? Yep. So for instance, Tracy said, I want tuition for six months. And Inshira said, yes, I will provide tuition for six months. Is there a contract? Yep. And the six months, Inshira said, okay, I'm going to charge $10,000. And Tracy said, yes, I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay. So we have to first find out, have the two parties approved the contract? That's number one. Number two, each party's right in relation to goods and services to be transferred can be identified. So we know exactly what we are getting. Okay, so 
Tracy says tuition for six months. And Inshira is going to provide that tuition. So Inshira's work is the tuition here. And Tracy is going to be paying the money generally. Tracy is going to be paying the money generally. Then three, the payment terms for the goods and services can be identified. Okay, so how will this $10,000 be paid? It has been agreed on. Maybe you no, you pay all up front before the class starts or you pay 70%. Then two weeks after the class starts, you clear the rest. It has been stated out. The contract has a commercial substance. Definitely, there is money on the line, $10,000. You can see that. And then it is probable that the consideration will be received. That is very, very important. Because it is one thing to charge a client. It is another thing for the client to have the capacity to be able to pay for the goods. Okay? To be able to pay for the goods. So it is probable that after six months, we're going to be getting our $10,000. If all these things are present, then we can conclude and say that step number one, checked. There is a contract with the customer. That's the first thing.